next on the 5 o'clock report. There is not a consensus right now. We were completely shut down. A moment of shame. The whole house kind of shifted. It was dark, like three seconds flat. I don't make a lot. I'm a preschool teacher. One Bond. James Bond. Now, let's go to the newsroom. CSI Wuhan. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. It's the question that's never really gone away. Where did the COVID-19 pandemic originate? China says in the wild at a so-called wet market in Wuhan. Others say the logical suspect was the high-level bioweapons research facility also in Wuhan, although many were shot down for merely suggesting that possibility. Now, new research points an ever larger finger at that lab. Two sources familiar with the U.S. government's COVID-19 origins investigation tell CBS News there is new reporting from the Department of Energy that supports the lab leak theory as plausible. The sources confirm the Department of Energy has low confidence in the finding, first reported by the Wall Street Journal, though it's not clear whether that reflects weak data or a limited amount of information. CBS's Catherine Herridge. The White House, meanwhile, insists the origins of COVID are still open for debate. There is not a consensus right now in the U.S. government about exactly how COVID started. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby this afternoon, who says tracking down the source remains a top priority for President Biden. The increasing likelihood that the Wuhan lab unleashed COVID is seen as vindication from many who were derided, even called conspiracy theorists for suggesting the possibility. It includes Arizona Congressman Andy Biggs. We were completely shut down, called conspiracy theorists, and, and had our reputations attacked and savaged. The doctors, virologists who questioned the orthodoxy also. So there is a dis- an intense desire on the part of Republicans uh, here on Capitol Hill, and I hope my, I, my Democrats will join us, to get to the bottom of this. Biggs on Fox News. The House is holding hearings on the topic this week. Law professor Jonathan Turley says he hopes media learned a collective lesson. What should be a moment of shame for many in the media is that they actively prevented a public health debate from occurring. They attacked legitimate and good faith experts who were trying to say, look, I have concerns here. Our other big story this day is the weather. Some dicey driving around parts of the listing area this afternoon. Snow beginning to fall. Winter weather advisories in place for many. Some snow, maybe with some sleet or even a few raindrops maybe mixed in. Uh, it won't last too terribly long. Uh, we'll mix it over to rain tonight. WGRZ meteorologist Patrick Hammer, our own Ken McKinley's on top of it all. He's tracking it. His updated forecast just ahead. The same storm system brought wild weather of a different variety in Oklahoma yesterday. And all of a sudden, like, like a bomb hit outside or something, the whole house kind of shifted. It was done, like three seconds flat. A survivor of one of the many tornadoes that ripped through Oklahoma and Kansas. More severe weather possible today. No let up either in the latest round of Middle East violence. Israel sent troop reinforcements to the West Bank after dozens of Jewish settlers went on a rampage in a Palestinian village burning houses and cars. The settlers were retaliating for a shooting ambush that killed two young Israeli brothers who were driving through the village. Israeli leaders called on the settlers not to take the law into their own hands. Correspondent Robert Berger, officials from Michigan and Texas say they didn't get any warning that contaminated soil and water from that train derailment in Ohio would be coming to their jurisdictions. Over a million gallons of toxic waste has been removed from the accident site in East Palestine. The EPA ordered Norfolk Southern to stop the shipment so it could review the company's disposal plans. EPA Regional Administrator Deborah Shore. 
To date, EPA has conducted 578 home reentry screenings and continues air monitoring at 15 stations within the community. Outdoor air quality remains normal. Now to economic news. The policy for families who depended on boosted SNAP benefits during the pandemic is changing. SNAP, used to be known as food stamps, helps low-income families, and it's expiring on Wednesday, that enhanced program. For nearly two years, people in 32 states, including New York and PA, received an additional $95 a month for groceries. This SNAP recipient, among those who's worried. I don't make a lot. I'm a preschool teacher. It's really difficult to try to, like, afford food, so SNAP has helped me so much in that way. That benefits reduction comes as some worry that an economic recession is still on the way this year. CBS's Vicki Barker with the latest on that. Although a majority of the economists surveyed by the National Association of Business Economics still believe the U.S. will fall into recession this year, only about a third think it will hit this quarter. And the growing consensus is that any downturn will be relatively mild, with the job market remaining pretty robust. It was a no-go for SpaceX this morning, a launch scrub with less than three minutes to go to liftoff. SpaceX says flight controllers saw a problem with the ground control system that lights the Falcon 9 rocket engines. With less than two and a half minutes left in the countdown, they stopped the clock. You are go to step into 5.100 launch scrub. 5.100 launch scrub. This is the first last-minute scrub for SpaceX since it started flying station crews. Peter King, CBS News at the Kennedy Space Center. When it comes to being woke, the James Bond character is about as far away from that as you get. Ian Fleming's James Bond novels are being edited, though, to remove offensive material. New editions of the classic Bond novels expected to hit shelves this spring with racially insensitive language removed. A new report claims Fleming's estate worked with, quote, sensitivity readers to flag and remove what they see as language that reflects outdated attitudes about race. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, even fellow Democrats aren't crazy about Kathy Hochul's housing and tax plans, protests outside of a Pennsylvania church, and message received a half century later. As we head on through this evening, precipitation spreading across the region already occurring over western New York and western Pennsylvania. It'll reach central New York and eastern Pennsylvania later in the evening. Precipitation type mainly snow over central New York and eastern Pennsylvania, mainly rain farther south in western Pennsylvania with a mix in between for a time. That adds up to some sloppy conditions as we head through the overnight hours and tomorrow the precipitation will be winding down and ending in the morning. Plan on some tough driving conditions in most areas for a while in the morning tomorrow but eventually in the afternoon some sun will break through and temperatures will warm well up into the 30s to near 40. Uh, thank you, Ken. Now, checking the stories making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. New York Governor Kathy Hochul's controversial housing and tax proposals have even some Democrats on edge. Family Life's Brandon Dixon explains. The governor's plan to override local zoning laws has some Long Island Democrats worried they could lose their seats in the state legislature. One lawmaker likens the proposal to an extinction-level event. The governor's budget includes a provision that allows the state to veto local zoning boards if those municipalities fail to meet public housing quotas. Democratic state senators Kevin Thomas and Monica Martinez argue housing initiatives are best decided at the local level and the state needs to butt out. The housing controversy could hold up this year's $227 billion budget blueprint. That spending plan is due the 1st of April. Brandon Dixon, Family Life News. Thanks, Brandon. The governor's popularity is taking a bit of a hit these days. A Siena College survey out this morning shows the governor's job approval and 
favorability rating down a bit. Oakland has a 46 to 43 percent favorability rating down from 48 to 42 percent last month. About 36 percent of voters they spoke with say crime should be Albany's top priority, followed by cost of living. It was an extra special weekend in Syracuse. Nearly 500 Special Olympics athletes competed in the organization's New York State Winter Games. Regional Games official Nicole Fest tells WSYR. I have nine athletes here that are on a team that I personally coach. So for me, it's um, over these past 11 years being able to see a lot of these athletes grow and develop into amazing skaters, some of them turning into coaches themselves. It's just, it's really rewarding for anyone as a coach to see their athlete succeed. Hundreds of volunteers help the games go on in events ranging from alpine and cross-country skiing, figure skating and floor hockey, to snowboarding and snowshoeing. A central New York college professor in Turkey working to help those impacted by that country's devastating earthquakes. It's just heartbreaking. It really is. Tompkins Cortland Community College psychology professor Amber Gillespie tells WSYR she and a former student who's a native of Turkey felt called to do what they could. Gillespie's visited Turkey numerous times and had already planned a winter break trip there before those quakes hit. Then this earthquake happened, you know, just over two weeks ago. So then I felt um, uh, an extra urgency to come and to be supportive in any way that I can. Before leaving for Istanbul, Gillespie raised $1,500 to help with recovery efforts. Pennsylvania now, it's up to the state Senate to decide a new sex abuse survivors amendment to the state constitution. It gives abuse victims more time to sue. After a six-week stalemate, that measure passed the Pennsylvania House last week. Speaker Mark Rousey. People are angry, and they're going to do everything they can to start making this message clear across this commonwealth the senate needs to start taking up these bills and if they don't the 13 million residents of this commonwealth are going to let them know senate republicans say they passed their own version of sex abuse survivors legislation and had speaker rossi not locked down the house chamber it would have made its way onto the may ballot people protesting in front of an elk county catholic parish on sunday in pennsylvania claiming the church forced out the elk county district attorney after finding out he's gay wjac tv reporting one week ago That's when protesters say St. Leo Magnus Catholic Church told Elk County D.A. Bo Grove to step down from his church roles. Sunday saw protesters supporting Grove waving pride flags and signs in front of St. Leo's, all while two Ridgeway police cars watched on and the church held mass. Pennsylvania anglers may soon be on the hook for higher license fees. We get that story from Family Life's Terry Diener. A plan to raise fishing permit fees in Pennsylvania will be brought before the Fish and Boat Commission during a special board meeting March 1st. Each fishing permit fee category is proposed to see an increase. The largest would come for non-residents with a $4 increase in fees. Officials say if new revenues are not in place by 2024, the commission will not be able to maintain adequate levels of services to Pennsylvania's anglers. Terry Diener, Family Life News. The Eagles are making a comeback. Not the music group, but the majestic bird of prey, whose numbers in Pennsylvania continue to increase. Pennsylvania game warden Seth Massaris tells WJAC eagle nest sightings are up in Cambria County. There's at least four I can think of off the top of my head in Cambria County specifically. Um, surrounding counties are having them as well, and they're showing up, and it seems like almost every day you're, you know, you're getting a report of either activity of possible nesting or of a confirmed nest. 
However, Masora says while they're a sight to behold, eagle watching should be done from a respectful distance. It's a great opportunity for people to see and enjoy wildlife, but ultimately we don't want people approaching the nest. These eagles are used to some human interaction, but during the nesting period they can be disturbed very easily sometimes. One nest of particular concern in that regard is one in the South Mount Borough area of Johnstown. A message in a bottle is just what a visitor to Pennsylvania's Fowler's Hollow State Park found recently. I could see some lettering inside. I'm thinking, well, people don't usually write on their trash, so maybe, maybe there's something here. Yeah, there was. A couple of things, actually. Joe Frisetta tells WGAL one of them was a campground receipt for six bucks, dated August 31st, 1973. There was also a folded up paper plate with messages from five campers from the Moore family, giving their impressions of their camping trip. One opined that their neighbors the next campsite over were a bit loud. Ben there done that, but Rosada says he hopes that's not the end of this story. Hopefully we can connect up with the family that left this message and can return it to them. That would be, that'd be awesome. Rosada and his wife, Marcy Maurer, who just happens to be president of the Pennsylvania Parks and Forest Foundation, has gotten the word out on social media, hoping to track down the authors of the long, less, long lost message in a bottle. Your nightly market report is up next, brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. Coming off their worst week in 2023, stocks started off in the green today. Solar companies faring well with Tesla, Enphase, and SolarEdge all up more than 5%. Investors continuing to monitor inflation and expectations of Federal Reserve policy going forward. This week will give more information on the status of American consumers as Target, Costco, and Lowe's all report fourth quarter earnings. Oil falling below $76 a barrel today. The Dow and the NASDAQ NASDAQ both gained 72 points, while the S&P 500 added 12. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more. Online at ambassadoradvisors.com. Thank you, Dave. This is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life. Early retirement may seem attractive, but it has its dangers. Hi, I'm Rob West with the Faith and Finance Minute. A while back, the Wall Street Journal reported on studies that compared the health and well-being of people who retired at 62 with those who continued working. Now, sometimes it's difficult to determine cause and effect in such studies, but there seems to be a positive correlation between work and health. For example, cognitive decline, which happens as we age, occurs more slowly among people who continue to work. Those who kept working were in better financial shape, too. By continuing to earn an income, they didn't have to draw on their savings. And by working longer, they generated larger Social Security benefits for later. These are some of the things to think about as you can consider when to retire. Connect with a certified Kingdom advisor who's been trained to deliver financial advice that aligns with your Christian values by visiting our website, faithfi.com. All right, thank you. Now, coming up on the 5 o'clock report, well, nothing goes together quite like sailing and ketchup. Heinz ketchup. Think how good it's going to taste when it finally gets there. This is meteorologist Ken McKinley with our Family Life forecast as we head on through this evening. Precipitation spreading across the region already occurring over western New York and western Pennsylvania. It'll reach central New York and eastern Pennsylvania later in the evening. Mainly snow over central New York and eastern Pennsylvania. Mainly rain farther south in western Pennsylvania with a mix in between for a time. That adds up to some sloppy conditions as we head through the overnight hours and tomorrow the precipitation will be winding down and ending in the morning. But eventually in the afternoon some sun will break through and temperatures will warm well up into the 30s to near 40. It'll be a quiet 
tonight, tomorrow night. A couple of showers on Wednesday across New York areas. Variable clouds in Pennsylvania with temperatures on Wednesday warmer, generally well into the 40s. Thank you, Kim McKinley. Finally at 5. This is the story of a wayward sailor and his favorite condiment. You might have heard about the plight of one Elvis Francois, the 47-year-old Dominican sailor. He spent 24 days adrift in the Caribbean. His more than three-hour tour started when he was working on his boat on the island of St. Martin. Weather got rough. His ship got tossed into the open sea. Lacking navigational know-how, he drifted over three weeks, surviving primarily on a bottle of Heinz ketchup he found aboard. The Colombian Navy eventually rescued him, but his recounting of the ketchup tale caught the ears of the folks way back at Heinz in Pittsburgh. They've been working since to connect with Francois so they can buy him a brand new boat in. Thanks for all of that free publicity. They've even come up with a hashtag to try to track him down. It's hashtag find the ketchup boat guy. We're sure they'll catch up with him soon. Well, that's enough hot dogging it. That's the world we live in for Monday, February 27th, 2023. Thank you again for joining us. I'm Mark Webster, Family Life News.